1: to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. The guest of my podcast this week is Sam Abrika, co-founder and CEO of Cash Coach.
0: The big idea is nowadays in our economy you either build debt or wealth and unfortunately, no education, no university, n- no one is telling that to people and it, it doesn't tell them how to manage their money, how to live their life financially free. And actually it's even quite the opposite the, the, the whole financial industry and the consumerism machine is trying to push people to consumerism so that they buy stuff they don't need, with money they don't have, to impress people they don't like. We want to to reverse that that trend. We want people to feel actually rewarded when they have the good behaviors, when they're saving, when they're building their wealth, when they're achieving financial freedom. So the big idea is to make it a game. And we want people to compete against themselves, against their friends, being better at saving.
1: This is Sam. He's an engineer contrarian, ex-banker, and now gamifying personal finance. After he achieved his Masters of Science at the Parasute University and his MBA, he started his career as a risk and analytics consultant at IBM. Finally, he moved to Mitsubishi U of G Securities, where he designed new liquidity analytics which allowed to save 1 billion in liquidity. He then co-founded CashCoach, a company that's on a mission to gamify personal finance and to make the world better at managing money and more fun for the millennial generation. And This inspired me, and hence I invited Sam to my podcast. We explore what is broken in the consumer world when it comes to financial health and how most consumer technology companies are designing to make this worse and not better. We also dig into why there are no incentives to fix this and what innovation opportunities that really brings. We also address why having a solution is not enough and that changing user behavior is possibly the biggest challenge to crack. Lastly, we explore what is required to build a software business that's worth making a remark about. By listening to this podcast, you will learn four things. Firstly, that a lot of innovation can be found by doing the opposite of what the industry aims to achieve. Secondly, that making black and white choices is key even if that means that you're going to sidetrack millions and millions of users. Thirdly, why going for some extremely happy users is much more valuable than to have everybody look warm. And fourthly, how to uncover opportunities that people don't even know they have a problem around. Hi, Sam. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast today.
0: Hi, Tan. Thank you for the invitation.
1: I talked to someone. I started to use a a service called lunchclub.ai, which I would recommend to everybody that's listening to the podcast. And that's where I talk to a number of people and uh, sometimes they they recommend people to uh, to talk to as well. And this is how this got started. So you know, the network is at the end, working at its best from that perspective. So yeah, you run a company called Cash Coach. And before we, talk, we start to drill into that, because I, I like the story around it, but I want to first kind of focus a little bit about who you are. So, if you would have to describe yourself as an entrepreneur, what would the, be the words, the one, two, or three words that you would use?
0: Good question. I would say I'm a scientific geek and contrarian entrepreneur. And by that, I mean that I try to uncover truths that are counterintuitive, but that are fundamentally truth. And I do that by just talking to people and try to understand what are their problems, what are the things that they want, but they don't even know that they want it.
1: That's an interesting question. But let, let's dive deeper into that because I've got some... I want to hear about that because that's exactly... Yeah, often like how real big things get uncovered. And a lot of people, yeah, have a hard time understanding or doing that. So that's good. Contrary, and I like that. And I can see that from your website. I mean, if people want to see the website, it's definitely not your average, your average thing. So, thumbs up for that. It's contrarian and it's thought provoking. Thank um, you. And we're releasing
0: a, a new version of the website. It will be even more contrarian. I'm sure you will love it.
1: <laughs> well, it goes back to the whole idea of like that you understand that you're not for every, that, that, you're, that you cannot please everybody. And therefore, you have to make choices. And yeah, sometimes people will love that. Sometimes people don't. But that, does, that doesn't matter. As long as the people that are your ideal customer, Really get that. So good. So we've already kind of pushed up a couple of yeah balls into the air, so to say, to talk about your company, Cash Coach. What's the big idea behind this? The big
0: idea is nowadays in our economy, you either build debt or wealth, and unfortunately, no education, no university, no one is telling that to people, and it. It doesn't tell them how to manage their money, how to live their life financially free. And actually, it's even quite the opposite. The, the, the whole financial industry and the consumerism machine is trying to push people to consumerism so that they buy stuff they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't like. Yeah, correct. And we want to, to, to reverse that, that trend. We want people to feel actually rewarded when they have the good behaviors when they're saving, when they're building their wealth, when they're achieving financial freedom. So the big idea is to make it a game. And we want people to compete against themselves, against their friends, being better at saving. So we created Cash Coach. It's It's a mobile game and Cash Coach is the AI character which is here to give people saving challenges, track their performance, keep them motivated. And... People create their in-game avatar, which is linked to their real-life income. We use open banking for that. And the goal yeah. of the game is to level up the avatar based on uh-huh. how much they save in real life.
1: So to become the king and hit the end. I like the idea. And I mean, I can, I can absolutely see what you're talking about. So, so many people, indeed, spend too much money on things they don't need to impress people they don't like. I mean, I love that <laughs> phrase. And it gets them into all kinds of trouble. And I mean, maybe I've been, not that I was spending too much on, on things I don't need to, or for, to impress people I don't like, but definitely there has been periods in my life earlier on where I was like, okay, the month is actually too long for my salary. So you want to get out of that. And there's television programs and you see people and you end up, you ask yourself, like, how do they come up or end up in a situation like this? But it just goes yeah, bit by bit. And I think to also to get out of that misery is also to get out, of, get out of it step by step. And if technology can help, fantastic. That's what I like. It's really helping people to become better at like, what they can be and give them financial freedom. So have you been doing some research about how big this problem is? And, and I'm not even sure whether you are focused only on the UK market or if it's, if it's broader than that. Yeah,
0: so far we are focused on the UK market. So we have to be very pragmatic. We need to, to start small we don't have much money, but it's a huge global problem. There's more than one trillion of credit card debt in the world, and it's increasing every year. And not only the credit card debt is increasing, but the university tuition fees are increasing, the med- medical costs are increasing, the rent, the real estate is increasing, and what happens is the new generation the millennials who just graduate they get their first job they are financially squeezed they're squeezed because they want more and more they grew up with in the era of social media where everybody looks like they have such a fancy expensive lifestyle and they're squeezed because their disposable income is just less and less true yeah
1: yeah, it's a global problem. I mean, sometimes I look at television and you see indeed that what's happening on platforms like Instagram with the photos, trying to pretend who you not know are, it's dangerous, but it gets people to all kinds of strange ideas. So always interesting, like what sparked this idea? Was there a special moment where, where it was like, this is the aha, we have to start this? I mean, can you tell me a little bit about it?
0: Mm-hmm. I was always a gamer at high school, at university. I spent more more time playing video games than, than studying. And then when I started to work, I really wanted to understand what happened in, in the last financial crisis. Lehman Brothers collapsed and the whole economy collapsed. And our, yeah. since I'm very scientific, I really wanted to understand why does it collapse? Why do, is it impacting the whole world? Why I wanted to be AI engineer, which has nothing to do with finance, and I can't find a job because... The company was investing in 2011 in AI. And so I started to to read about it and I couldn't understand it. So I became really obsessed and I started to look at all the banking system, the models that they have to calculate how much capital, how much liquidity they need to keep in order not to collapse and in order to prevent this kind of global financial crisis. And that led me to work for, for UBS. I was running the Europe liquidity and funding risk team. And then there, I was responsible to validate and improve all the models on the one trillion balance sheet that is here to tell the bank how much cash do we need to keep in order to prevent the next financial crisis for us in order to, to survive. And what I realized is that banks have a lot of analytics, very smart, very advanced that they use to optimize the way they manage their money. Yeah. And there's such a gap in the level of uh, technology that banks use for their own good, their own optimization, and the technology that is available for common people. It's not that complicated to understand. Banks make more than $40 billion profits on overdraft fees, even more on credit card. So they don't have such financial incentive to give the great technology for for people. Yeah. And when I realized that, I started to have the idea to rebalance the forces between the banks and the people and give that same level of analytics that will help people to make better decisions with with their money. So so that's how the idea of of Cash Coach started. It's here to, to bridge the gap between the gaming world and the financial world.
1: Let me make a small interruption here. Sam just highlighted the moment that sparked the big idea behind this company. Not by looking at what his then current employer aimed for, but what their customers were missing out on. Like with so many things, forces are often contradicting. So what's a benefit to one is a negative to the other side. And it is in this gap where he found a valuable and urgent problem to solve, something where he could make a difference. This is a trade Remarkable Software Companies master. They create new value possibilities by connecting the dots, looking for situations that are truly broken, and then focus on the case where they can make an exponential impact. You can master this trade as well. And I'd recommend you to start by reading or listening to my book, The Remarkable Effect, in which I reveal a framework of 10 trades that define the software companies we just keep talking about. You can find my book on amazon.com. And if you are a tech entrepreneur that wants to take direct action consider joining our tribe more information on that on valueinspiration.com back to the interview interesting you almost would think that there is kind of an opposite or a conflicting incentive to be really honest between banks and consumers because at the end what banks want is to give credit so they want you to be to spend more and more that's what they, how they make their money at the end banks
0: but, but not only banks the whole consumerism machine wants people yeah, to be consumer. Yeah. And the problem is nobody teaches to people what it means to be consumer. To be consumer means just to to be broke. There are three states in society. People can be consumers, can be savers or investors. Investors are the one whose wealth is increasing over time. Why? Because all the consumers just spend their money and make the investors richer. Yeah. And it's not more complicated than that. It's already that simple. The problem is most people are not aware that it's that simple to understand the difference between people who get richer and people who get
1: poorer. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, not everybody can or want to be an investor, but having at least good enough money to live a decent life is what everybody I think will aspire to. So interesting. So when did you start developing your solution?
0: (sighs) We started the development in, in January 2019. It was initially very slow. We started with a very modest, minimum viable product yeah. that we, we launched with very, very few users. And then every week we, we try to improve it, to release a better version, to integrate feedback, to build more game mechanics, to make the app a bit smarter, nicer, prettier. Yeah.
1: No, there's always intriguing me is like this whole journey of uh, from January January 19 until uh, May 2020 when you actually launch the product and make it generally available to the market. So like, what were the, how did you build differentiation? I'm, I'm always interested in defensible differentiation in your product that can't be easily copied. Have you got any concepts in the product where you say, hey, we, this is like the DNA, this is what really makes it valuable to our customers? There are
0: two things that Cash Coach brings that no other product brings. The first is the intelligence behind all the analysis of the transaction history pattern. Cash Coach tries to understand what people do, what kind of person they are, what's their uh, bills, their uh, spending behaviors, etc. And based on this understanding, it will give them saving objectives and spending objectives that are really tailored for, to them. And we do that because okay. budgeting, although it sounds simple, most people don't like to do it and don't really know how to do it. They kind of do it with their feeling or intuition. So instead, we we use AI to, to give people automatically calculated budgets. And the second thing that it brings is the, the gamification. Nobody feels excited at the idea to, to do their budgeting or to track their expenses so we were we want to, to make it fun because we want to to our users to feel rewarded when they have good behaviors and the secret sauce is really in combining both of them and I try to reimagine what would be the experience of the millennial today who wants to, to manage the its money and try to do budgeting and instead of having a spreadsheet or using the plus and minus as most finance app Uh propose, i try to to challenge that and do something completely different just like in 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 video games and in video games what people do they pick a difficulty level depending on the level of challenge they, they want and then the game is just progressing and adapting to that difficulty level and we did the same with cash coach which means that when the user signs up and, and starts the connect the bank account and start the first saving challenge, people just pick a difficulty level, easy, medium, or ambitious. And then it's Cash Coach, which will calculate all the saving objectives, how, how much people can afford to spend on the first week, on the second week, and recalculate everything. And people, they just have to act on their behaviors, because all the math and all the analytical part is handled by the AI.
1: Yeah, I can see where this is going. I mean, first of all, I know a couple of people <laughs> that would love to have such a solution because they're always like, like I was in the past and I mean, maybe it's in the family, but the month is longer than the salary goes. And it's typically also that you're completely not interested in spreadsheets and actually doing something about it. But gamification at the end is, it is more and more human. And I mean... My podcast is all about, you know, the technology, the the value that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And and here you got your, almost your peer that is just tapping you on the shoulder and providing you with advice about how you, well, what you can do on a day-to-day basis to to just get better in a fun way. Because your your target audience, they are millennials, right?
0: Yes, they are millennials.
1: Yeah, that requires a completely different approach with things not the traditional way. So here's where I see where your contrarian angle comes in and do things in a counterintuitive way. Because typically when you think of banking apps or financial apps, it's far away from gamification. It's completely the opposite. They do it all wrong. Well, I mean, that's where contrarian comes in, and then you you can prove you're (laughs) right. So what are the reactions from your customers so far?
0: we have really amazing reactions. We have people, they try Cash Coach and they said, wow, actually, it was eye opening for me. I really changed my behavior. I started to realize that I was overspending and I was not even aware that I was overspending. I started to take care more about my, my finances and they feel better. Some people they like it and they want even more features. They want more gamifications. They want to compete uh, with with their friends, etc. So we really have encouraging feedback from our first users.
1: Yeah. yeah, you would almost imagine that the moment you get all of that in line again, that the consuming, the consumption at the end will just increase because at the end there's there's more room again. But then then it's in a healthy way. I like that. And it's motivational, for sure, when you see, wait a minute, I can do this, and here's the reward for it. And it's something that you can actually see growing day by day. So technology-wise, I mean, one of the people that I always have admired is uh, Steve Jobs, and he was always saying that innovation doesn't, is not about what you say yes to, but what you say no to. Were there any decisions along the way where you said, well, this is a no, and this is going to be of help to achieving our vision? Yes. Many people
0: asked to set their own budget in Cash Coach. And every time a user requests, "Hey, is it possible to set my own budget?" the answer is always no. It's not the experience we want to create. It's not the direction we want to take. And actually, there are already tons of apps that just are budgeting apps.
1: It's already counterintuitive. Well, it's it's again the counterintuitivity and doing the opposite of uh, what is expected. People expect, okay, I can set a budget and this is, and I'm going to stick to it.
0: But you do not always say yes to, to everything our users are asking, and sometimes no. you just need to pick the direction you want
1: to take. Exactly. And well, really- typically, I mean, asking if people asking for, I want to set my own budget, it's like giving you specs. And we, we forget to ask, is like, why? At the end, of course, they want to set their own budget because they want to achieve that. But that's you achieving it in a different way, and likely in a bigger way, because of the ambition level. Yeah, that's more rewarding. So I like that. So. Talking about the kind of launching it, and of course, I realized that it's, it's pretty new still. It's two months in the market, May, May 2020, but what have you learned from launching this and how have you prepared yourself for, for creating momentum?
0: We learned a lot from all the, the feedback that we received. I think the, the most striking learning is how much people do not fully understand the credit card that they use and how it affects their their finances. And a lot of people, they initially reported bugs because Cash Coach is calculating for them what's their monthly performance, how much wealth they have created for the month. And they thought it was an error. Actually, it was not an error. It's something that we have really tested and been very careful and meticulous about it. And so I had to, to create a, a blog post which explains why most people calculate how much they save the wrong way and how to do it the right way. And, well, it has got very good feedback and a lot of people very, very eye-opening. And it makes it even more obvious the need for financial education because nobody is explaining that to people that if you have transferred £200 on a saving account, it doesn't mean that you have saved £200 for this month. Because what happens is a lot of people, they they may transfer £200, but on their credit card, the debt is increasing. On their other account, the balance is decreasing. And (laughs) it can really be the case that they they have actually overspent that month.
1: True. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's depending on so many different things. So education. I mean, I hear education a lot, particularly with innovation. The market is not... Yeah, I think you talked about it in the beginning, that you s- try to speak to, to people and try to understand their, their hidden needs, their, the, the things they don't, know, that they, they don't know they want yet.
0: That's the fun part of the entrepreneur journey.
1: Exactly. Otherwise... So can you give me an example of that your, your, your tactics of doing that? Do you ask specific questions? What do you look for? Tactics?
0: I just try to understand what people are trying to, to achieve in, in a very logical way. And then they would say something, and then I try to look at how they how they do it, and it's really funny because quite often, what they say or what they think they do is very different to what they do or what they want to do, and I always focus on what they are actually doing.
1: The how part is a very important thing. Often they yeah they, I, I, that's what you hear a lot that your words don't match your actions. <laughs> one thing is one thing, but doing is the other thing. So then you realize that their approach to achieve that is wrong. And that's where you start to kind of hone in on a problem, potentially a big problem to solve.
0: Their approach is wrong, but they don't realize that their approach is wrong. And they're very sincere when they say, oh,
1: no, I really need this
0: feature. I really need the app to work in in, in that way. And actually, the the whole job as an entrepreneur is to understand why do they think they want it that way? Because they don't necessarily know what's technologically possible to do. True. And once you understand, okay, that's actually what they wanted to do, but we can uh-huh. find a better solution for that, then exactly. it's like prototype it, test it. And, and often the solution, the, the, the answer is, oh, yeah, actually, I quite like it.
1: Yeah, your customer should talk about their, their problem, their aspirations, and not about how to solve it. That's the role of the innovator, the, the tech entrepreneur at the end. I see that happening so often. Uh, with startups, but also with companies that have been around for a long time, just ending up with, with specs and just yeah, blindly implementing that, which is very often resulting in the wrong thing. So this is your first company?
0: This is my first company.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I wrote a book and I told you about it before the call. The book is called The Remarkable Effects. And in the book, I reveal the 10 traits that define those companies that we just keep talking about. I already liked how you started that you're a scientific geek and you're a contrarian. So I'm really interested to what you believe should be other you know, traits or is a specific trait that's required in order to become remarkable as a software company? It's a company that people talk about that amazes people. I
0: think a tech company must understand something counterintuitive because most obvious businesses, most obvious needs, in 2020, they are covered. The yeah. world is fairly efficient, fairly liquid. When somebody needs something and they know they want it, there, there's there's a product for that. So the whole point of creating new technology, new product, is to try to uncover something that people don't know that they want, a problem they don't really, they are not really aware that they they have, and try to find a solution for that. Yeah. And it's tough because it's counterintuitive. So most people will tell you, no, you're wrong, you're crazy, it will never work, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's, where, that's where it's important to always believe in solving the, the problem and not just creating a solution.
1: True. Problem is the magic word. Uh, and the funny thing is that so many people don't even realize that there is a problem because they got so used to it. So yeah, it's it's in the back of your mind, but you just live with it. And uh, I mean, whole companies just go on for years and, and don't realize the waste, opportunity costs and so on to address that. So it's keeping your eyes open for that. I mean, one of the chapters in my book is about curiosity, the art of curiosity. And that's a very important skill to have, I think, as an entrepreneur, but it's actually as the whole team, the whole team should be responsible for that. But I really like your point about you know, the country, the counterintuitive part, which is about being different, not just better. And that's, yeah, definitely trade three in my book. And in the book, I describe the whole thing and the, the triangle between that are yeah, three matching things that you need to match. Like, is it valuable? Are you solving something valuable? Is it critical or urgent on their agenda? So something that, yeah, they don't even believe that it's valuable, but actually important to them. And then third, the third thing is how can you exceed expectation? The exceed expectation is about doing it in a way that they haven't seen before, which in many cases is counterintuitive because otherwise it would have been done so far. Exactly. So I like that. Very good. Kind of on your way, can you kind of highlight an obstacle that you had to overcome that made you think twice and how did you overcome it?
0: Oh, I have <laughs> obstacles every day. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> I think one of the largest obstacles is on making the design decisions yeah. because we have a couple of users who really wanted the product to go in, in direction A and other users, they like it to be in direction B and both of them are not compatible. <laughs> That's the daily life I think of uh, any product manager. How do you create something that would work for people when they want different things? And I think at some point, then we just have to prioritize and make a decision that our product will be for these first users. It might not yet place the second part, but it's better to make the first segment of users extremely happy and delighted. Yeah. Then everybody look warm because what's killing startups is when people are indifferent, not when they just very good point. Like decision.
1: Yeah. That's a common theme, like who you're for, who you're not for. And sometimes people think, well, the, the point is like, we're for millennials. And that might be true, but there's, there's a special group that you're focusing on. And then if you focus on that, then you can really kind of hit the nail and move the needle. Like you say, I mean, I like your point about doing something that's remarkable or something that stands out rather than something that, that is good, but for everybody... As a just a lukewarm reaction. Good point. It's, so it's maybe the, maybe the time is not just there yet. But focus on the on the highlights.
0: Yes, and it's very tough as an entrepreneur to Absolutely. say no. We won't please this segment of users, even if they represent millions of people. Yeah. But I think it's a necessity in, in the early days.
1: No, I don't think it's even in the early days. I think it's uh, it, it, it comes down it's, to how do you stay remarkable. That you always kind of achieve or actually overachieve the expectation it's a moving target the moment something is normal it's normal you know then people are expecting this so five years ago or 10 years ago i mean the ipad was the invention if we say okay i've reinvented the ipad uh, again then everybody will say okay well think good that you're there but you're quite late so targets are moving and what is possible today is possible today and, and things are are shifting you have to find ways to continuously yeah, yeah, impress, surprise your customers by doing things in a different way, a, but with solid value connected to that. So it's always about making those choices and really, really understanding who your ideal customer is and why. I like that. So any regrets so far? Things that you say, wait a minute, we went to sort of in a dead end alley and we should have stopped earlier on in order to make more. Yes, momentum.
0: actually uh, a couple, we, we, we had to kill a, a couple of ideas it's not that the ideas were bad. It's more that they were not realistically feasible in the time frame and with the resources that we had. And if okay. I had to, to go back in time, I think I would just have focused even more the product, do less, even leaving some essential features that users were really like uh, genuinely w- waiting for it, just to focus on on making the first feature really good.
1: Yeah. The Minimum Viable Product is often not about the product that just does the basic things. It's the product that gets people talking about you.
0: Exactly. And, and it's yeah. a process. You never know in advance which feature people will use. How it. Will that's make. true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's about exploring. So what are you most proud of so far? I mean, what is an anecdote that you keep talking about?
0: I received a message on LinkedIn. So we, we made our first pre-sales of one year of premium plan. And it was somebody who wanted to, to gift one year of uh, cash coach to a very dear friend of her. And we prepared a gift, a gift flyer because it was our first client and we wanted to make something very special for our first client. And in the message for the gift flyer, she said, cash coach will be the voice of reason to help you when I will not be there and Uh it reminded me of the words of my father that he told me when i was first a student at 18 years old and had to cope with the financial independence living with only 300 euros per month so i'm very proud that 13 years later i'm creating the technology that can also be the voice of reasons for millions of people
1: wow that's impressive i mean if the connection to the product is so strong that people actually yeah give it as a, well as a gift to someone else to make a difference, that's fantastic. That's your dream in regards to word of mouth. Congratulations on that one. So hopefully that will start to give you momentum. So yeah, I mean, based on all the lessons that you've learned and the tidbits of wisdom that you gained over the, over the past period, what advice would you give to well people that aspire to be CEO that, that aspire to be yeah, tech entrepreneur and, and make a big difference in the marketplace. Get mentally ready. <laughs> <It's tough>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everything that you read on TechCrunch, on the news, on LinkedIn, all make it sound glamorous and it's easy. Yeah. And they have raised millions and grow the team and they create the product they want. They don't show you the the ninety nine percent of the of the other time, which is just. A, a roller coaster and your first product that sucks because it's your first product and people who don't like it and they don't care that you just did it in three months and the early stage of fundraising, it's extremely brutal, so get ready. And if you really feel like it's the only thing you can do in the world and you don't want to get a job, you don't want to be employed anymore, then jump, do it.
1: Yeah, so what keeps you sane during that period? You know, because I realize you're completely right. There is, I mean, it is not glamorous. So what do you keep holding on to in order to keep going?
0: I see the world that is more and more using technology to push people to overspend. Google, Facebook, the whole ad tech industry, they can hire all the, the smartest people, the most expensive data scientists to develop algorithms that will use all their data to make them spend and, and, and kind of abuse their mental power to resist the temptation and there's nobody in this world which is developing any tech or product or experience to help people actually resist that so i wanted to to rebalance the forces yeah
1: that's a big hairy goal i say and it's something that will always likely be a stretch goal so it will keep you going forever because it's that it, it's it continuous good. battle that's a very good one to hold on to which yeah Thank you. it's creating a category in its own right so what is next for you? What is your big aspiration? Where do you want to be in 12 months time from now? 12
0: months. We want to create leagues where people are are not only improving their own behaviors, but they're inviting their friends to improve their own behaviors. And instead of overspending because they think the only way to have fun is to spend more money than what they have going out, that they really change their behavior into a more sustainable lifestyle. And actually, I would like them to, to realize that they can enjoy life equally, if not more, by living by their means.
1: Yeah, I believe that as well. And it's also not that... Maybe it's not even that they want to spend and overspend. It's just that they don't realize what's coming down the road. So at that moment, they have enough. But next week, it's going to kill them. Yeah. So it's just that insight... So yeah, it's that little devil and uh, an angel on your shoulder, almost.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to see it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, true. So this is, I mean, a big part of my audience is tech entrepreneurs, people in the business software space or in tech space as a whole. If you could ask something, how can they help you? What's your big ask?
0: To the whole tech community.
1: The Um, people that listen to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I would like them to
0: really try Cash Coach. And tell me what's their feedback if, if they find it, the, the saving challenge and the whole AI behind it, really groundbreaking in their eyes.
1: Yeah. yeah you can't say it clearer. So uh, let's see what feedback comes from there. So what, are your, what is your, is there any plan, for example, to go mainland Europe, for example, to Spain?
0: So far, we focused on the UK because that's where we have the base data quality. As soon as we, we can see that we have the same level of data quality in the other European countries, we will go there. We already started to launch in France in beta. Yeah, It's not as good because in UK, the, the lobby is, is strong enough so that banks have to, to share all their accounts through open banking, the current yeah. account, the saving account, the credit card. So far in France, banks on, most banks only share the current account. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a Spain also in beta. Oh, by the way, if you have people from Spain, if you have a strong Spanish audience, we're looking for a beta tester in Spain to check how is the data quality for Spanish banks.
1: Okay. I'll keep an eye out. I don't have a lot of... I'm not sure whether I've got a lot of following in Spain, but I happen to live in Spain. So I know a couple of people. So I'll ask around for you. Good. Well, where can people go to find out more about Cash Coach? And where can they connect best with you to say hi, to start a conversation with you?
0: They can connect with me on Twitter, on LinkedIn. They can check our website. There's a cool section with our entire team. We post regular updates on Twitter of what's going on. And if they want to ask me anything, our email is hello at cashcoach.co. And I reply to all our emails.
1: Very good. Well, thank you very much, Sam. This was an interesting and inspiring interview. I like your, your approach. The person that I spoke to earlier on was completely right about you. And yeah, I mean, I think it inspired other people as well. To make you think, think twice well, about... Thank you very things. much, Don. Good.
0: It was a pleasure.
1: It was a pleasure on my side as well. And this ends my interview with Sam. I hope you enjoyed it and got value from it. And if so, please leave your rating or review on iTunes and share it with other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that you have in your network. Other than that, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Sam Abrica, co-founder and CEO of Cash Coach. As said, the goal that I have in this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Before I close, I have two more comments to make. If you know other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that have a story worth sharing, please send me an email at ton.dobby at valueinspiration.com. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas. And that starts with you. And if you want to know more about my book or you're interested in joining the Remarkable Effect tribe, please visit my website at www.valueinspiration.com. Thanks for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast on iTunes or provide me with your feedback directly. I'll see you shortly on a new episode.
0: For so many decades, so 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.